Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and boy, we have a lot to be thankful about this episode. Let's go ahead and get started with our first segment. This building with Joe. So for this week's list, I wanted to take something that, uh, take some ships that haven't really seen any love and see if I could put something together to, I don't know, maybe make something. So <clears throat> anyway, here's a list from CIS. We start out with Wap Tombowler in the Bub Lab with Treacherish and Kalani, a droid tri-fighter, fearsome predator with Predator. Fire control system, discord missiles, independent calculations, shield upgrade, and intercept boosters. Two bombardment drones with proximity mind, independent calculations, and landing struts. DFS-081 with energy shell charges, independent calculations, and grappling struts. And two separatist drones with discord missiles, grappling struts, and independent calculations. And the idea here is you've got kind of a, a bunch of, of blocks of things. You've got your <coughs> vultures that are going to run together in a block. You've got <coughs> your hyenas that are going to run together and uh, um, that are going to kind of flank the um, vultures. And then you've got this fearsome predator that's going to um, do harassment tactics. And you've got WAP. Watt, which is going to also do harassment tactics. Um, I don't know if it's any good or not, but um, Watt saw some love in the beginning of 2.0, and I just wanted to kind of see if I could make something out of it. So anyway, that's the list. Let me know what you think. Let's go ahead and go on to the next segment. AMG Rules for this week, let's start off with Ferrosphere Paint. OP, Ferrosphere Paint. Upgrade restriction, restriction, resistance. After an enemy ship locks you, if you are not in that ship's bullseye arc, gain one stress token unless it chooses to break its lock. Errata, since rules reference 1.4, ability adjusted to allow counterplay. What was the timing of this? If I have an Initiative 6 ship and they get locked by a lower Initiative ship... When it is my turn to move, can I move out of the bullseye arc and give my opponent a stress unless they remove the lock due to the counterplay errata? Sounds like it happens after I move my high PS skill pilot. Answer. In your example, <clears throat> you would check the conditions after an enemy ship performs a lock action and assigns a lock token to your ship. It is not perpetually on. Next question. When attacking a ship at range 0, but the attack range is 1, can dice can be modified? Question mark. OP. Here are some rules in the latest rules reference. 1. A primary weapon requires the attack range to be range 0 to 3. A primary weapon has no cost by default. 2. While performing a primary attack at attack range 0, Attack dice cannot be added unless stated otherwise. 3. <coughs> when
When performing a primary attack at attack range 0, the attacker's dice can be modified only by spending the force for their default effect. Now that's since changed. <coughs> right? 4. When defending at attack range 0, enemy ships cannot reduce the number of defense dice you roll, cancel your results, or modify your results. 5. During an attack, the attack range is determined by measuring range from the closest point of the attacker to the closest point of the defender that is in the attack arc. And this example... <coughs> so if we follow the new rules, an ETA ship perform an attack at attack range 1, and so can modify his attack dice even if the enemy ship as is at range 0. But during this attack, even if he can modify his red dice, the Edda can't modify the enemy green dice because of the degree 4 above. Is that correct? Answer. This has been clarified in the most recent rules update, 1.4.3.1. When attacking a ship at range zero, the attack range is always zero. All right, Rogue Starfighter. OP. A Rogue Starfighter equipped with engine upgrade modification changes its red boost action to white. So with the linked action, white focus and red boost, does the latter become white? Answer. No. Engine upgrade adds a white boost to the action bar. does not change existing difficulties. Fearsome Prey and Homing Missiles. OP. A Fearsome Predator Tri-Fighter fires a homing missile at a defender with Fearsome Prey condition. If the defender chooses to suffer one hit and skip the attack and defense dice step, does the defender gain a strain token due to the Fearsome Prey condition, i.e. did the ship defend against an attack if they skipped the dice rolls? Answer. Yes, the defender would gain a strain token on account of the Fearsome Prey condition. Next question. Dead to rights interaction with other abilities. Does dead to rights, this is from the OP, does dead to rights prevent the use of abilities where it is not the defending ship spending the token to modify defense dice? Example, Naboo Handmaid's decoy condition. Does it prevent abilities that require the existence of a green token but not spending? Example, Cad Bane can't use Juke to modify Defender's green dice as it would use his evade token. Answer. Yes, Dead to Rights would prevent the use of Naboo Hadmain's decoy condition as it requires a green token to be spent. No, Dead to Rights would not prevent a player from using Juke's ability as no green tokens are spent or used. Next question. Is repairing a damage card considered a white action? OP, here's the situation. My, my opponent bumped into one of my ships with a VT-47 decimator with the Dauntless upgrade, which enables them to take a white action when they bump, treating it as red. The Dauntless has the blinded pilot crit, which would make the attacking, it, attacking in the next round bad, but can be repaired using an action. Can my opponent use the Dauntless ability to repair the crit, or are those special actions preparing crit using Lando's crew card, etc., considered different from white, red, or purple actions? Answer. Using an action to repair a damage card is a white action. Next question. Captain Oiken and Tiber Saxon at range zero. 
OP, can Tiber Saxon Gunner trigger when an, with an attack at range 0 if Tiber Saxon is on Captain Oiken in the Decimator, given that Oiken treats attack range 0 as attack range 1 attacks? Answer, yes. And the last one we'll read for today, Grudge Pilot Ability, OP. When Grudge uses his ability to re-roll an attack dice from a friendly bomb, bomb or mine detonating, does the ship suffering the effect of the detonation suffer the effect of both the initial roll and the re-roll die, or does the re-roll result replace the initial result? Answer, no. The ship would only suffer the effects of the final re-rolled result. And now that we're done with the rules reference, let's go ahead and look at the things to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving day. And when since this is an X-Wing podcast, I think you all know what it is. It's points. Got to be thankful for points. So um, these points will go into effect on Friday, which is the 25th of November. And it involves the new... Uh, Hot Shots and Aces Pack. So let's go over all of these, and and, um, I don't know if I'm going to add commentary in or not, but let's see. So we'll start with the Empire. We start with Juno Eclipse. It comes in at four points with eight loadout and has talent, tech, system, missile, and um, modification. Then we've got Second Sister, Coming in at 5 points with 14 loadout. And we've got Force, Talent, Missile, Configuration, and Modification. Magna Tolvin comes in at 3 points with 10 loadout and has Cannon, Talent, and Modification. And Erica Quell comes in at 3, has 9 loadout points, and has... Uh, talent, missile, and modification, and then the red, the flight leader, Labelle, comes in at five points with fifteen loadout value and has talent, cannon, cannon, um, gunner, modification, modification, um, configuration. All right, now moving into the rebellion. Pops comes in at four points with 16 loadout. And um, I'm going to blow this up so I can see this better. Has talent, turret, torpedo, astromech, bomb, missile, and modification. Then we've got Kyo Vinzi coming in at three points with eight loadout value in the A-Wing. That's going to be spicy. With uh, talent, missile, configuration. Tycho comes in at four points with 14 loadout. Has talent, talent. Looks like cannon missile configuration. Interesting. And Corn Horn in the X-Wing comes in at five with 18 loadout and has talent, torpedo, astromech, and configuration. Wes comes in also at 5 points with 15 loadout and has talent, torpedo, astromech, modification, and configuration. Then we've got Scum and Villainy. Torfun comes in at 4 points with 7 loadout and has <coughs> talent, missile, mod, mod, mod. Hondo and the Fire Spray comes in at 7 points with 18 loadout and has 
Canon Canon, interesting, missile, crew, um, device, um, I'm blinking on what this is, um, illicit, illicit, <laughs> sorry, um, title modification. Then we've got Lapin. Um, comes at three points with seven loadout. Has talent cannon mod mod. Dirge in the Rogue Class Starfighter comes in at four points, ten loadout, talent, talent, cannon, cannon, illicit uh, mod. And Dr. Afra comes in at six points with twenty-two loadout and has Cannon, missile, crew, crew, gunner, illicit, illicit, mod, mod, and title. Interesting. Then in the first order, we've got DT79 Bravo. Coming in at three points with aid loadout. Has talent, tech, mod, mod. Lieutenant Gaelic comes in also three and eight. Has um, talent, Tech Tech Cannon Mod. And Leah Gava has, um, comes in at three with nine loadout. Has Talent Talent Tech Mod. Joel Gerderon comes in at four points with 13 loadout value. Has Talent Tech Torpedo Missile Gunner Device Device Mod Mod. And the last one is Agent Tyranny. Comes in at five points, making him the most expensive Zai with only 15 loadout. And has talent, talent, tech, crew, crew, mod, mod. Then in the resistance, we've got um, Taka coming in at four um, points with 15 loadout and has... Talent, tech, cannon, cannon, torpedo, astromech, illicit, uh, mod. We have some changes to the A-Wings. So Lulu is now four points with 12 loadout. Merrill is three points with four loadout. Stefan is four points with 12 loadout. Sir Linda is four points with 10 loadout. Tally is four points with 12 loadout. Wow. Warby is three points with four loadout. Zari is four points with 11 loadout. The Blue Squadron Recruit is four points with four loadout. And Green Squadron Export is four points with two loadout. And then Lando is eight points with 20 loadout. And he has uh, Talent Missile, Crew Crew, Gunner, Illicit Illicit, uh, Mod Title. Poe has Talent, Talent, Missile, Crew, Gunner, Illicit, Mod, Title. And then the last two ships for the Resistance, we have um, Donza. Coming in at 5 points with 13 loadout. And we have Talent, Tech, Missile, Missile, Astromech. Um, con config mod mod 
And Zay Versio is a 4-point T70 with 7 loadout with talent, talent, tech, astromech, mod, uh, configuration. Next, we'll look at the Republic. Um, Addy is in the Delta 7, 5 points with 12 loadout. Has Force, Talent, Astromech, um, Config, and Mod. In the Delta 7B, he's 7 points with 18 loadout. And has Force, Talent, Astromech, Mod. Kit Fisto. Um, in the Ada 2, comes in at 4 points with 8 loadout and has Force Force, Talent, Astromech, Mod. Sicko in the Lat is 5 points with 12 loadout and has Talent, Missile, Missile, Crew, Crew, Gunner, Gunner, Mod. In the N1, Gavin is 4 points with 16 loadout and has Talent, System, Torpedo, Astromech mod. And Slammer in the V19 turret is three points with seven loadout, has talent missile missile mod. Moving into the Separatists, we have Volandas. Um, comes in at four points with 12 loadout, has talent missile illicit mod. Aura Singh. Comes in at 8 points and 18 loadout. And has talent, cannon, cannon, device, illicit, uh, title, and mod. Dirge has 4 points with 10 loadout and has talent, mod, mod, or I'm sorry, talent, yeah, mod, mod, illicit, cannon, cannon, and... Title. The um, Kill Rondo I holdout um, are two points. You can have three of them. They have seven loadout and they have talent missile mod. And the Iron Assembler is two points as well with five loadout and has missile mod mod configuration. So that's all the updates. I think the biggest ones that uh, were surprising is you have now a 4-point T70 option in the resistance, which is going to be uh, crazy. Uh, the, all the A-wings coming down in cost, so you can, you can do 5A again uh, if you wanted to do that. For the resistance, I think that is big. Um, Tyranny for the First Order at 5 points. Now that ability is really, really good. Um, but being the most expensive one, I would like to see uh, Tyranny have a little bit more loadout value. Um, but I can kind of understand why they did what they did. Um, and then the the Tyafos. Um, they should be interesting. Um all right, Dr. Afra was a little bit surprising coming in at six points. Um, Hondo at seven means that pretty much all the fire sprays in Scum are seven. So that should be, uh, that gives you another option if you want to run that uh, archetype that's been so popular. 
Um, another three-point A-wing is good. Tycho at four. Um, seems really good. And then there wasn't anything really um, that kind of caught me off guard um, in Empire. Juno Eclipse at four um, seems like it could be um, fairly good. So I mentioned that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, there's a lot that we have to be thankful for. And I just wanted to add this one little bit um, on the end of this episode. And one huge thing that I'm thankful for is the Isoplane Initiative. And I'm also thankful to each and every one of you who listen to this podcast who may have submitted my name as um, as someone deserving to go. Um because I got selected. Like, I, I, I can't believe it. Um, one of only two people in the States that um, that the initiative hit. Um, I'm completely and totally blown away. Um, you you all really are the, uh, the best audience that a guy could have. Um, and... It means so much to me that I'm going to be able to go to Worlds and experience that and then tell you all about it um, if you don't go. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much um, for supporting me. If you made it this far... Thank you very much for listening. Um, Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Um, If you're interested in financially supporting the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Uh, The tiers have changed slightly um, to where if you cast me at a major tournament, I'm starting to go to more and more, so I will be going to Adepticon in March. If you catch me there, the benefits apply. And I will also be going to LVO in January. Uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still blown away, guys. Um, from the bar, thank you. Um, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is, what are you thankful for this season? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.